Life Uncut podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This episode is recorded on Gadigal land of the Aurora Nation. episode of Life Uncut. I'm Laura. I'm Brittany. I'm Mitch. And this is Mitch. I love you. I'm Mitch. I'm Mitch. For anybody who doesn't <laughs> know Mitch, because maybe you haven't listened to one of our Life Uncut radio shows, every Saturday morning we do a radio show on the KISS Network. Mm-hmm. It's on from 10am until midday. And Mitch Churi, this beautiful man right here, is our co-host. And yep. that's what we do. We package it up for you. We put all the best parts in and we give it to you in this nice little episode. But and do you know why Mitch is here? Because they would not trust Brittany Hockley and I to a radio show without you. I'd love you guys to act, because I press all the buttons. Like I do all the sound effects, come in and out of the songs. Could you imagine? I'd and love for all, you to do it one day. More so also every time Brittany says fuck live on air, we know to get that gets taken out. <laughs> I remember Anytime I say something that's wildly inappropriate about sliding off my seat, that gets taken out. You were vulgar today. I was not vulgar. Do you know why I was vulgar, everybody? Um, Mitch and Britt had a surprise for me on the radio show, and my... 12-year-old girl, uh, like who I was at 12 is just tingling. I can't even get the words out. Mitch and I have been working on this surprise. If you guys listened to an episode that we did a few weeks back with Jessica Mowboy, you'll know what we're talking about. We're going to play it. But there there was a moment there. in it, I haven't told you this yet, Laura, but it happened live. As you were saying what you said in that episode, I thought, I need to make this happen. I need to try and do my best to A fulfill your dreams and be throw you under a bus simultaneously. So I feel like I managed to do that. Mitch and I have pulled off the impossible and we have Handsome baby. Handsome. Okay, this is they should going. Have been called handsome. So many people are going to be shook by this, especially if you're like, what did you say? They should be called what? They should have been called handsome. handsome. Like oh, good looking. That was a terrible joke. I thought it was great. I was so obsessed with handsome growing up, like to the point where I cannot understate how obsessed I was with them, guys. I had posters. I had T-shirts with their faces on. I owned every single CD. I'm talking like the Christmas album. Were they I mega? owned it. Were they really big? They were humongous. Yes. For our generation, they were the Justin Bieber. They were the Justin Bieber of my 35 years, I'm 36 now, of my 36-year generation, I thought I was convinced as a 12-year-old girl that I was going to marry Zach. And then it kind of, as I got a bit older, it turned into Taylor because then he had a moment in the summer. Anyway, Britt Britt and Mitch got Hanson on the podcast and I, ha, I am still... Her reaction was priceless. Sliding off my seat. Mitch, who was your... (laughs) She actually did, did a little slippery dip out of here when I said that they were on the line. Who did you have... guys. Like, I actually feel sick from this. I can't believe how shocked you were. I still am. Truly. I, I still almost don't believe you it was real. You have spoken to Hanson. I know. You have... You, when you think about it, it's pretty crazy. Like, we grew up <gasps> obsessed with these people, and now you are living your childhood dream. It's insane that we get to speak to these people. Can I tell you something that I did not tell him on the show? When I found out that Taylor got... So, he got married very young, got a girl pregnant very young, right? <laughs> I love that you know that. I cried. <laughs> <gasps> I 
cry. Because you realised that he was not going to propose to you. I think I just felt so overwhelmed. You missed the boat. <laughs> you missed you, the handsome you, boat. Mitch, who did you have as a teenager? Did you have a poster on your wall? Like, who was your... Because Laura was doing some... Yeah. Bad things to her posters when she was a teenager. When she <laughs> had to laminate them. When she came into heat. Oh, joking. I got wear marks on them. <laughs> you like, couldn't blue tack con- them on the wall. Like I to- contacted them all. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't put them on the wall, you put them on the floor. <gasps> I don't, know. I don't even know what that means. But did you have a okay? Um, this is. Did you have a poster? I think I don't know. I was very sexually confused. I liked the H two O just out Water Mermaid Girls, and then I went to <laughs> Tobey Maguire as Spider Man. It was a mess. I had the H two O Mermaid Girls. Do you know I had Tobey Maguire? Can I just tell you, today's radio show was a lot of fun, it's but cooked. it was also a bit of a shit show. It was loose. So we hope you enjoy it. <laughs> And let's get into it now. The Life Uncut Radio Show. With, with Britt Hockley, Hockley and Laura Byrne. Fun kiss. Girls, you feeling sweaty? No. I mean, it's so cold in Sydney at the moment that, no, we're not feeling sweaty at all. Mm. If anything, we're nice and cosy in here. I'm quite dry-skinned anyway. I don't even get clammy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. That's my... <laughs> no one is sweaty, unless you're this girl. And yeah. that is Steph Matto. Now, there is a 31-year-old woman named Steph Matto. She's from Connecticut in the United States. Uh-huh. We have spoken about Steph before on the podcast because oh. she is a little bit of a genius. Now, she has made some money from a very unusual offering, a very unusual product that she sells online. Uh-huh. She sells farts in a jar. So she... No, she did. She well, she did. Well, because okay, she wait. had a medical emergency. She, she's, what, she, she pooed in the jar? No. <laughs> she would purposely eat as many gassy foods as that she could. She would fart into jars. Oh. She had a, her own way of concealing, like sealing the jars up, and then she would send them in the mail uh, in the mail out to perverts, so basically. Like, but how, what's the shelf life on a fart? Well, do people cupcake themselves when they get it, oh. or do you just put it in a cupboard and keep it forever? No, it can last. It can last a long time, especially in like an airtight <laughs> container. Brit says this like she knows. <laughs> yeah, because people were getting them and unleashing them. Unleashing, because that's what it was. <laughs> unleashing the fury and nearly uh-huh. knocking themselves so over. So what's she selling now? She's moved from farts? Okay, so the problem was is that she, she because this had become such a business for her, and she had to make actually produce quite the quantity of farts mm-hmm. she had to eat all these gassy foods she uh-huh. made herself so sick that she gave herself some sort of trapped gas she ended up in hospital and she was told that she had to stop trying to make herself purposefully she told create she this would, gas she would never fart again she's got to stop the farting they stitched her up so now she's decided to create a second side hustle oh. and that is that she is selling boob sweat oh. and she's making $7,000 a day. Oh my God. You speak into the microphone please, Laura. $7,000. <laughs> I didn't want to yell at everybody. A day. I know and I'm thinking, I'm rethinking my life decisions because I sure as hell don't make that from radio. No. She is quite the entrepreneur. She said, she's, she said look, People give her a hard time, but they don't understand that it is really hard work. You What's have the mechanic to, here? How does well, it work? She has to she, lay out in the sun and sweat. <laughs> She's like, I have to, sometimes no. I have to lay for hours to sweat. She yeah. wrote, if the sun is shining, she claims to be able to fill 10 bottles of sweat jars in just one day, which are then sold for $700 <laughs> a pop. What, okay, what are people doing with the sweat, though? Like, is it like a cologne? Do you put it on yourself? Well, fe- maybe pheromones, because men, the, sm- the smell of women and men's sweat can get people going. I think they would be rubbing it all over their body and yeah. then doing the hanky-panky. Oh. With themselves? Or, or with yeah. somebody else? No, with themselves. I, oh, think, I, don't think, I don't think people in stable relationships are purchasing yeah. the boob sweat, guys. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, there's a good merch idea for Life Uncut. You guys could do boob sweat. I'd buy it. I'm going to start selling uh, to- toenail clippings. I do have a page oh. on Wikifeet. I've got a few followers there. I did not set that up myself, everybody. <laughs>
I bet she did. She did. I think she, she did. did. I think she did. All new in 22. For your Saturday morning, the Laugh Uncut Radio Show with Brit Hockley and Laura Byrne. On KISS. I don't know if you've heard the news, but Dirty John, I love Dirty John, which is this series with Eric Banner. It went big on Netflix a couple of years ago. Oh, Eric Banner was so good in it. It's the, you know, it's the real life story about the con man. He was an ex-soldier. He was an ex-doctor. He used to wear the scrubs and he used to just make women fall in love with him. But he was like an evil narcissist who took all their money. He it's was... a very, I mean, the TV series is good. Yeah. He was very evil. TV series is brilliant, but they've also released a new doco now. So I think this is why we're seeing Dirty John everywhere. But it gave me a little bit of PTSD. Now, I, some of you might know, any Life Uncut listeners, if you are OG, you will know back episode three of the podcast, I told my story about spending two years with somebody, almost married the guy, that had a double life. He was marrying someone else. We had we were buying identical houses. Kids' names were the same, wearing the same perfumes, writing us the same letters. This story to me, and I know you, Brit, and I've I know so many details of this story, and it's still unbelievable. Like to the point where Brit was thinking that she was going to get married to this guy. Like they were getting engaged, and then it came out that he had a full. Fiance. I had no idea. This is news stage. to me. We, how we long even were had you the together? same dogs. Like we both had Rhodesian Ridgebacks. And like he was living with you and he was living with her as well. He was living with nobody because his situation allowed for that. I won't go into too much detail. His situation allowed for all three of us to be in separate locations and we used to travel between every second weekend. Three! So yeah. he, no, as in him being one of the three. So oh, got it, got it. Got so it. he lived in another state, uh-huh. but he and his two fiancés were in different states. For it, work. Now, now, let's just clarify, we weren't engaged. We had just made our life plans. We had gone to a Tiffany's. Um, it was, you know, one of those, you know when you're going to be with someone forever, you make these life plans. Yeah. It was insane. And you were convinced that you were going to marry him. A hundred percent. Thought he, yeah. I thought I was like, this is my soulmate. This is all we spoke about. But looking back, there were a lot of red flags, a lot of love bombing early on. Britt, how did? Can you just explain how it all? Like the day that you found out, actually, the guy who you thought had been your boyfriend for two entire years, who you were going to get married to, when that all came to a crashing halt, what happened? We it only came out accidentally. We had a mutual friend but we didn't know we didn't know there was the connection and there was a group of people out at dinner one night and he had a pretty specific name and job and that came up in conversation and i just knew it literally this is what happened someone said we're just going to call him frank that's not a weird name but he has a very (laughs) unique name okay somebody said um hey have you been to frank's when his partner cooks she's so amazing and i just knew that it was this common connection i knew straight away immediately that this was my partner they were talking about and I had never met any of these people this was my first night and two years just flashed before my eyes and I realized something was very very wrong I left that dinner I said you guys are gonna I told them all I said I have been with him for two years I went crazy threw a glass on the ground showed them photos of us (sighs) and they they were like whoa Brittany we are so sorry we did not know I promise you I left and isn't it crazy I literally imagine thinking you're going to marry someone I never saw him. I saw him once, actually. I ran into him and yelled at him in the street. But I never... <laughs> I accidentally. But imagine just your whole life changing. Yeah. But it just got me thinking. Well, I guess, like, you watching something like that, you had your own real Dirty John yes. moment in life. And we wanted to put the call out because we were like, surely, maybe nothing as bad as this. No. We wanted to I know what, cr- what crappy, insignificant <laughs> things your partner has done. No, oh, yeah, you win. You, you win. I, I mean, no, I reckon there'll be people that are worse. But, yeah, we want to know what's your partner hiding. Mine was hiding another fiancé a whole nother life in about 20 seven other women but what was yours hiding <laughs> two Rhodesian Ridgebacks 131065 Maddie's called hey Maddie what was your partner hiding 
Hi. Um, my partner hid um, his tattoo on his hip um, for about a year and a half before I figured it out myself. Oh. Wait, how did Had he not see his hip? <laughs> So I only, so he, I don't know, it still baffles me until this day. Um, we're obviously not together anymore, but I was um, just snooping his messages as you do because he was lying about some other things. Um, and he had messaged um, someone to get his tattoo removed. And so he had attached pictures um, of his tattoo. So it was of his ex-girlfriend's star sign. Oh. But no, Maddie, how... Uh, this is what baffles me. Unless you were celibate, how do you get a year and a half deep into a relationship and you've never seen his hit? Did you just wear belts everywhere? Really good concealer. I have no idea. We were obviously, like, you know, having sex all the time. Yeah. Oh, um, he just had one so, good side, maybe. He's like, I'll just show you one hip only. I reckon he, <laughs> was, he was just using some or costume just the underwear, concealer. Like, yeah. Getting it past that point or the lights off, I have no idea, but it baffles me, honestly. <laughs> My God. All right. Thank you, Maddie. Let's go to Sophia on 131065. Hey, Sophia, what was your partner hiding? Hi. Um, so he was hiding a whole double life with his, another girlfriend that he had for three years that he lived with. <laughs> wow. I, I feel you. I, just, I did the same thing. How did that come about? I, I didn't do the same <laughs> I thing. I went through the same thing. How did this all come about? How Had you never been invited to his house? Yeah, it, really, it was a really odd situation. He, he really played on. Like I have a split family and I don't always enjoy like going to one side because it's awkward. And he kind of played on that. He's like, yeah, I don't, don't want to bring you into the negativity. So like, I never went around. I went around once when she was conveniently in Queensland on holiday. So I um, had no idea. Do you know Wowza. what? My double life said the same thing. He used to say, yeah. I don't want to bring you into into a broken home. I don't want to bring you into this energy. Let's just go and to then, your house. And then you walk in there and there's a family <laughs> photo. And you're like, who are those people? Is there a rule book well, these men are reading? Like, where are they getting these ideas yeah. from? Oh. Dating a sociopath. How oh to date 101. God. All right, Jess, wrap it up for us. 131065, what was your partner hiding? <laughs> well, my now ex-partner, he's told me that he had got his vaccine when he hadn't. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I would be out the yeah. door. Wow, you can't lie about a vaccine. <laughs> well, what? we're not together anymore. <laughs> Did he just rock up with a little Band-Aid on his arm? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like really complained about how sore his arm was laying in bed, and they had to like lay on one particular side. So he really, um, then, he really rode the lie yeah. home. I love it. I think it's worse really than cheating. Did. I just also think like how how long do you have to carry it on? Do you have to go back and get your booster shot? Well, when you yeah. get on the flight, and they're like, you don't have a vaccination, you're out. <laughs> Ask Uncut is something that we do every week on the podcast. It is where you guys write in your deepest, darkest, dirtiest questions. And we do our absolute best to answer them. Yep. I have a spicy one for you two today. Love a spicy question. Mm. All right. On Saturday night, my group of friends went out to celebrate my birthday. We all went out dancing. It was late. We were having a few drinks. My friend's new guy, who we had only met that night, gave me his phone to take a picture of him and the boys. When I took his phone to take said picture, his Snapchat was open. I looked down to see a new Snapchat coming from a girl. I was, I did the wrong thing. I opened it. She had sent a topless photo. I quickly swiped out of it, pretending I didn't see, took the photo of the boys, got on with the night. My mm. question is, do I tell my best friend that I just saw a girl send a topless photo to her new boyfriend or do I just leave it? Oh, I was confused. Okay, so it's her friend's 
boyfriend. Correct. Her, like, very new boyfriend who was receiving topless Snapchat photos from some anonymous female. Mm. Firstly, who uses Snapchat anymore? Well, heaps of people, apparently. I think we're the ones... We're the Snapchat minority. is kind of back. It's done full 360. Oh. Do you have Snapchat, Mitch? No, but I only use it to communicate with my family because I taught them that and I don't have the mental tact to teach them another messaging like, service. Like WhatsApp. Right. Yeah, so my parents send snaps. <laughs> They're like, what do you want for dinner? It's a selfie. I, <laughs> that's so funny. I think that this is the easiest question to answer. If my best friend was newly dating someone, and they were receiving topless photos of some other girl via Snapchat, I would be telling them. 100%. Yeah, agree. And you never want to be the bearer of bad news. You never want to be the person who maybe, like, you know, shoot the messenger, that whole thing. But at the end of the day, I care way more about my friend and them being in a great relationship than I do about what this guy thinks of me. Well, this is the thing about, well, so the youth tell me, this is the thing about Snapchat. This is why they send these topless photos and things like that, because they disappear. So there's no evidence of it. So at the end of the day... They were drunk. They were drinking. They're out. She's saying, hey, I saw a topless photo. What, the friend approaches the new boyfriend that she loves. He says, that didn't happen. There's no proof. What happens then? Well, like, I it's mean, a bit of a yeah. pickle. He may deny it. He probably will. He will deny it. <laughs> okay, well, let's give this guy no benefit of the doubt. He will deny. <laughs> but, okay, even if he does deny it, I think you're going to be more inclined to, to believe your friend. Like, mm. what reason? And I think that's the big thing that we Love can all... Love is blind, though, Laura Byrne. Yeah, but what reason does someone have? What's the motivating factor for someone to make up that story, especially if it's your best friend. I'm going with love triangle. Okay, well, what would you do, Britt? Would you tell or not tell? I would tell. No, I would. As much as I'm laughing, I would 100% tell my friend if I saw that their partner had a topless photo of someone. Yeah, and I'd be telling my friend uh, that if he was going to deny, 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 I'd be saying, I think it might be time to uninstall Snapchat. You owe him nothing. Delete Snapchat, delete the boyfriend, delete the relationship, move on, live your best life. Hey, if you want to get in touch and get on the air with the girls, leave us a Ask Uncut and you can hit us up, Life Uncut Podcast. Send us a voice message too. We like voice messages. You can. Slide on into the DMs with all your questions. We love answering them. Well, I do know that you are very anxious at the moment, Brittany. Look, I recently was followed by an Instagram account. It's called Overheard in Double Bay. And you do say some questionable things, Brittany. I do, but 99.9% of them are on the podcast or on the radio show. Yeah. I don't hide them. But Overheard by the whole of Australia. Yeah, overheard by the country. It got me a little bit anxious. I'm like, have, are they following me because they're about to throw me under a bus? Have I said something? I follow these accounts. I don't know if you have followed them. I know what goes down on them. They're pretty bloody What do they do? So what they do is they're all over the world. Overheard in LA, overheard in New York, overheard in Sydney. Everywhere has them. They literally just, someone writes in what they heard somebody saying, but some of them are so funny. I want to read you a few Double Bay would be good too. You Um, can only imagine what that would be. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Woman, I'm so glad Mm -hmm. I slept with that hot guy. Now I can move on with my life. True. We've all felt like that. Amen. Lady in Woolworths. Why don't they have ranch dip in here? Remember when I bought that seven kilo tub of ranch dip in Walmart and Pound <laughs> in Palm Springs? <laughs> Relatable. I also have once upon a time been disappointed about ranch dressing. Overheard in Double Bay. That's not eight inches, honey. I know what eight inches looks like and oh. that ain't it. What would you be discussing that with, though, someone in public? Like, are you? is it a, I don't know, yeah. foot they're long? Not, or? They're not doing a measurement at home, Laura. <laughs> eight <laughs> inches. That seems big. Eight inches, is a, that's enough. That's a, that's a, yeah. I mean, Mitch would not. Uh, more than a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> what are you seeing me in the shower? <laughs> this is, I want to finish on this one. I'll know I'm in love when we FaceTime and I look into the camera and not at my reflection. <laughs> <laughs> Relatable. Everybody looks at themselves on FaceTime. That's so good. We want to know, what did you overhear? Did you hear something worse than this, better than this? Do you know what eight inches is? Call us. So we got Olivia on the line. Hey, Olivia, what did you overhear? 
Hey, um, I was walking through the city yesterday and I heard a guy talking to this girl and I just heard, met a girl, made her finish, then she cried. Oh! Sounds like a wild party. <laughs> met a girl, made her, made her finish, then she cried. Maybe and that she, was it. Maybe she wow. cried out of, I reckon it's crying out of passion. Out of pleasure. I yeah. hope it's good. I cry about everything these days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lucy, on 131065. Hey, Lucy, what uh, did you overhear? Hi, guys. Um, so I was sitting in a cafe one day out in the Melbourne CBD and I heard a girl sobbing her heart out and I felt so bad, but it turns out she was crying to a girlfriend because she wasn't sure if the baby she was about to have was her boyfriend, her <sighs> boyfriend's brothers, or her boyfriend's dad. Oh, shut no. the front proverbial front door. I wait. Did you hang? Did you pretend like you're pruning some bushes so you could hear the rest of the story? What I, did you do? I was waiting for a date, and I got there early because the cafe was right across the road from my uni. So I just kind of sat there pretending to be on my laptop, just jaw on the floor, like, "Oh my god, keep going." This I would like, have had to have interrupted. I think I would have said, "I'm so sorry, but I don't think I'll sleep tonight unless I know the answer." Yeah. I, What's the end of this story? I think that the problem is that she didn't know. That's why she was crying, Brittany. Yeah. Well, well I mean, surely you could do the math. Maybe they're not all in the same day. You mean we, we, all know, we all know ovulation's a very small window. I would have just chucked on an apron and pretended I worked there and stood there all day so I could get the full story. <laughs> My God, thank you, Lucy. All right, Loz, end it for us. What did you overhear on 131065? Hey. Um, I was 14 and I was working at a wake and essentially I, I was so pleased and as I was walking around, um, I heard someone say that they were pleased old mate had passed away. <laughs> Imagine going to someone's funeral and being happy. I mean, don't go to the funeral. If you want that person dead, yeah, you I just think you just don't RSVP, would you? There's so much on Netflix. You do not have to go to that. A bit of a waste of time, isn't it? Like, if you really are happy that they're not around anymore, you could do much better things with your time. Unless they really wanted to make sure for themselves. Unless they had a reason. They're like, I need to clock that this is real. Well, let they go in and check in the casket, Britt. <laughs> it could have been an open casket. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I want proof of death. Okay, I watch a lot of TV, guys. This is morbid. Terrible, but I actually really like this segment, and I think we might do it again. I agree. Well done, Britt. Overheard on Life Uncut. That is it. That's what we can do. Make our own answer, baby. That's it. There is a segment in that. All All right. right. I'm here for it. The Life Uncut Radio Show with With Britt Hockley and Laura Byrne. We love them. Fun kiss. We have a big surprise for you, Laura Byrne, that we've been working on for quite a while, Brittany. I am giddy with excitement. I feel like if I can pull this off, it's (laughs) it's really something else. Look, a few weeks ago, Laura, or everyone listening, we had a conversation, an amazing conversation with Jess Mowboy. We had her on the podcast. It It was great. We did a little bit of reflection on our childhood, our teenage years, and what that looked like. I just want to play you a grab. Not only Whitney, Michael Jackson, Mariah, but Hanson's Bewitched. I was just um, about to say, these. who was your inspo? Because Laura had some posters she used to make out with of Hanson on her yeah. <laughs> Hanson. I, I still think about the days when I thought I was going to marry Taylor Hanson. Oh my gosh, Taylor. I was convinced. But then Laura goes, you used to make out with your posters? And I'm like, no. It's fun when you no, like, I, I talk about that I think at one stuff. point, like I did, total like love eye contact you know with with Hanson's poster and Taylor and I like I would literally talk to like if he was there of course I like had a whole so folder wild. I had a whole folder, whole of folder their, of their my pictures. blue folder it was actually my choir my choir like had all my sheets of like choir music and it, I turned it into yeah a poster <laughs> Laura Byrne you admitted to Jess Malboy that you used to make out with your Hanson poster you had a folder of them that God knows what you did to that folder I 
pictures. I had T-shirts with their faces on it that I wore to Disneyland. And I remember oh. this one girl stopped me and she was like, oh, you're a handsome fan. I was like, yeah, I'm going to marry Taylor one day. Who was your favourite, Taylor? Oh, look, it, it, it kind of swung between yeah. Taylor and Zach. Okay. Zach was so- a young, fun drummer and, oh, my God, I still think of those days. How do you think they'll feel overhearing right now that you had a favourite and that you used to make out with the handsome poser? Or a Ben Hanson a Are you joking? Have you got three random men and you're just, this is a setup? Do you know what? I was like, Hanson need to know that you used to lock lips with their poster. So why don't you tell them to their face who was their favourite? Isaac, oh, hi. Hello. Hello. And you can tell Isaac who was your favorite, who you used to make out with. Uh, I'm like, oh, I mean, Isaac, you sound as please, good as please like, oh, don't, I Please don't break my heart and tell me that you're making out with a bunch of those other yahoos. Look. I mean, you know, you know that it, it had to be me, right? <laughs> you have a very good voice. Look, I went through a, a very, there was some formative years of my youth where I thought I was going to get married to your brother and I was going to be your sister-in-law. <gasps> Are you saying Isaac yeah. wasn't your choice of poster maker? Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Isaac, can I, I tell I, you I something? I don't take it personally. I was 11 at the time, <laughs> so, so I thought I thought Zach and Taylor were going to be the ones. I think I started off with uh-huh. Taylor and then realised he was a bit young, a bit old, and then I went down to Zach. Uh-huh. It's been a lot. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> I, how do you feel knowing that there were all these women, girls, I should say, 11-year-olds, make, making out with you guys on the wall? What was that like? They weren't aware of I it. I don't know. Really. You should ask the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Was she a good kisser? You should go over to the wall and ask the wall. I think in some sense or another, isn't this kind of the the goal of rock and roll to some extent? You know what, though? (laughs) I've always wondered this. Like, you guys were so young. You couldn't have even walked through a supermarket without 11-year-old, 12-year-old screaming girls. Like, we were obsessed. It was sickening. Do you look back on that time of your life and think, yeah, I really missed out on my childhood. Or do you just look at it as a very bizarre, different childhood to what other people have? Um, I'm going to go with, I look at it as, as a really fun time uh, and a very unusual time. I don't feel like I missed out on my childhood. I feel like in some ways it's actually prolonged a certain version <laughs> of childhood. <laughs> I just, wait a second, I still get to play music and play the guitar and sing and oh, wow, I th- think it's just an unusual version of childhood, I guess would be the way I'd put it. I think we were pretty grounded about it. I think it, most of it never really got to our heads too much, even though we were definitely weirdos in the sense that, you know, o- only a weirdo would go in and be like, oh, this is normal. This is exactly, isn't this what happens? I mean, you play guitar and then thousands of people show up, right? I mean, come on, hello. We literally watched you grow up though. We saw you guys get your first loves, get married. You broke a lot of hearts mm-hmm. at that time, mind you. Laura I actually, know, she, cried. she cried. cried. I cried with oh. happiness. I like, this sounds makes you mm-hmm. not so pathetic. You told me, you said, I've got to take the poster down. I can't make out with anymore. And you cried wow. from the loss Trust that me. you were never going to get married to Hanson. I was 15 by that time. I mean, I know you would experience this a lot, but like, for a lot of people who are now 36-year-old women, Us. you were such yeah. a formative part of what was our childhood. You know, it's that you guys were the mm-hmm. Justin Bieber of our age group. That's what that was. We want to sure. know, have you ever had or what was the biggest fight that you guys have had? Because you have spent 
you were siblings, but you worked together, you traveled together, you did everything together. Were there fights yeah. or was it all just what we saw, which is like love and roses? <laughs> so I'll say, okay, so here's, here, we fought so much. I could never tell you what our biggest fight was. I mean, that would be like maybe last week. I don't know. Last like, week? I mean, seriously, like we, we fight like champs. We're a feisty bunch, but we also don't do our dirty laundry in public. <laughs> and, and trust me, you know, just like, just like everybody, we got dirty laundry, you know, but do we, do we have respect for each other, love each other and, and, and love what we do? Absolutely. And, and is that worth fighting for? Absolutely. But it's not without a healthy dose of challenge. <laughs> you guys have gone on. I mean, all three of you have gone on to get married and have quite a few children. I think, is there 14 kids between the three of you? Okay. I always have to say this. I don't count. It There's too many. <laughs> okay. Here's the I deal. Like, I am only responsible. I am only responsible for screwing up three people's lives. Okay. Yeah, okay. The brothers had way the too many. Other, <laughs> the other kids, it's all on them. If their kids end up end up in therapy and having all kinds of issues, hey man, it's not me. I didn't do it. You know, <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, yes, there are like thir- uh, thirteen or fourteen. I don't remember how many. I, I have I have two boys and a girl. My brother Zach has five. My brother Taylor has seven. Wow, so seven. I, I got he was three, busy. Five what I want to know is is yeah, with that many kids was, in the family. Apparently. How do you guys have time to make music still? You have your new album. You yeah, have... I thought you were going to ask, how do, how do you have time to make babies? I, you are, so I think that as well. <laughs> yeah, Laura, that's a bit too far. We don't need to ask they don't, sex life. They don't own a TV. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. No, no TV in the bedroom. So, so you've got red, green, and blue. This is your new album. What yeah. is the significance of the colours? The significance of the colors is it goes back to a couple of things. One, when we were young kids, um, our kind of assigned favorite colors, I guess, were red, green, and blue. Uh, Taylor's red, I'm green, Zach is blue. And that just kind of went back to us as little kids. We just kind of identified with those colors and it just kind of became, you know, the thing that you, you know, like put a little green sticker or something on your stuff, you know. Um, we also came from a big family. so. There are seven in our family. We're the oldest three of seven kids. So I think that was probably part of it too. Um, but as, as we got into, you know, adulthood, in some capacity or another, those, those colors still kind of stuck with us. And it happens that RGB or, or RGBiv, as some call it, is a color format. So uh, when you use like LED lights or things like that, you know, it's red, green, blue is what makes all the different colors. And so we thought it was a cool way to kind of create an, an, a kind of analogy out of, a, out of a record and say, well, there's three parts that make this band, but they're three unique colors. And so we made a three-part record. Each one of us basically did solo EPs. Uh, we did play on each other's stuff in, in some capacity, but not exclusively. And we just, we decided, at 30 years in, people always ask us, why haven't you done solo records? We thought, oh, why not try this? Why not do something different than what we've done before and see what happens? Kind of like a band trust fall. And so far, I think everybody's pretty darn happy with how it turned out. How do you think, and I mean, obviously, one of your biggest hits that everyone will know is Mbop from 25 yeah. years ago. 
How do you mm-hmm. think your the way that you approach music or how has your music music changed over the last 30 years? How has it changed? Uh, when well, I mean, on one level or another, on one level or another, how has it not changed, right? I mean, because you've changed a lot. Uh, but I think I think the essence of creativity and searching for song ideas is still very much the same. It's just the context uh, 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 from which you're pulling those ideas from it is is richer and more complex and 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 just has a lot you just have a lot more pull from you know if i was going to write a song about you know a, a dad and his daughter when i was 16 yeah i would understand that and relate to that on an emotional level as you know the brother of uh you know a brother who has sisters or seeing my parents with my siblings or things like that but when you write a song like write your song off the uh, green portion of this record uh red green blue you it's, it's very direct and very personal. And it's like, oh, well, those lyrics are based on things that have actually happened. And I'm, ba- I, you know, and, and it's a, and it's because my daughter said to me, daddy, I don't have a song. You've never written me a song. Oh, and I said, okay. Yeah. So it's like, Aww. so, so it's just life, life gets richer, life gets deeper, life gets more, more interesting. There is actually another brother. There's a fourth brother. Yes. Back. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't really know about Mac because obviously everyone knows Hanson. There's three of you. Yeah. What happened to Mac? Why can't Mac make an appearance on this album? I feel a little bit sorry for Mac. Oh, he does. Oh, oh there you go. Oh, okay, brilliant. I'll stop there. Yes. Okay, so to clarify, so as I said earlier, we're the oldest three of seven kids. Mac wasn't even born when our first, when our band started. Oh, well, we'll let Mac that one slide then. Old, you know, I mean, like, so. so <laughs> I mean, nine, we started young, but not that young. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, he's nine years younger than Zach is. So, when that first major record came out, I think he was three, four years old, something like this. There's a lot of reasons why he wasn't in the band. <laughs> but one main one. <laughs> Mostly age. <laughs> he wasn't alive. Um, but he's actually very talented. He actually directed the music video for the song Don't Let Me Down, which is on YouTube right now. It's the latest video that we made from Blue. Uh, for the blue section of Red, Green, Blue. Uh, he actually co-wrote the song No Matter the Reason on the green portion of the record. And he actually wrote the song Greener Pastures, which I covered. It's a song of his that I really liked. Originally, we thought that the, rec- uh, that the record Red, Green, Blue would be released in pieces. And so we were going to title the each individual EP. Uh, and the idea was Greener Pastures was was a great title for an EP called you know, in theory, green will go, oh, greener pastures. And he had a great song that was called Greener Pastures. So I thought, oh, cover it. And so he actually sings. Uh, that is actually the first time that all four brothers have sung harmonies and backgrounds together. And it's on his song, Greener Pastures. So I honestly, it's so amazing that you guys have had like such a long stemming career and still being so close. I know you say you've had your fights and everyone has their sibling rivalry. Oh, yeah. but the manage the fact that you've managed to keep this together and do this for 30 years is like phenomenal. I have two quick and hard questions I want to ask you. First is oh, he's okay. not gonna make out with you, Laura. No, no. okay, here's with the Zoom screen. He's a married man. I'm upgrading from the poster to the Zoom screen. I also have two kids uh, and I'm engaged, so don't worry. The time has passed. I'm single. But Isaac, who is the golden child out of the two of you? Adam, <laughs> sorry, out of the three of you kids, who was the golden child? Who was the goody two shoes? Oh, you mean like who was 
oh, who is always pleasing mom and dad? Yeah. Mommy's boy. Or or who is or who is the most loved child? Both. both. Oh, isn't the one who's always trying to please usually the most loved because they're the most well behaved? Well, it's interesting. I, I gosh, I don't know how to see if I was at, if we were actually looking at the full family, I would be able to tell you differently because that's actually the real dynamic. Uh, is there are seven of us, uh, but uh, oh gosh, I mean, both Taylor and Zach would point at me and say, "Yo, you're the you're the spoiled, you're the spoiled kid," because uh, I was the oldest, and also my parents were married a long time before they had kids, and uh, my mom had bugged our dad for a long time, saying, "Hey, why haven't we had kids yet? Come on, stop being like we we we, we need to start a family." And he was kind of like, "I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet." <laughs> so. So apparently, according to my siblings, I would probably be the baby of the family in some capacity. Although our youngest sister, who, who is number seven, is definitely the baby, but in a different context. Um, as far as as far as the kind of the pleaser of the three of us, I think Taylor. I think Taylor is the most is the most pleaser. Is the most kind of acts of service for other people type. Uh, in a different way, uh, he was always the he's always the hardest worker. He was always the one outside planting the trees and digging the dishes ditches with my dad uh, more than I was because uh, I just absolutely hated it. Of course, you know now I make my boys do the same, and and I absolutely hate it when they try and skip out of it too. So you know, it, it, shall we say karma? Karma comes is a in real circles. And who was the? Who was the rat bag? Who was the one that was always in trouble? Who was the one that was always texting the girls, causing havoc? The naughty boy. Always in trouble. Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, it oh, wasn't really Zach. Having, it wasn't really good Zach. Boys. But Zach was, but Zach was, Zach was trouble in his own way. I was definitely, I was definitely the most, I had the most girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell Laura that. She's like, damn, I could have uh, been one of them. No, look, uh, there, yeah. was a, there was a, a, quite a few factors that were inhibiting that. One was the fact that we live in other countries and we never, ever were going to be. So there was a few problems. Yeah. So you were a bit of a yeah. ladies' man. You had some maneuvers. What was your pickup line? Uh, well, well, <laughs> Try it on is, me. <laughs> the, key is not, the key is not having a pickup line. The key is basing it on something that's actually I mean, happening. Let's be, like, let's be real. You're you handsome. Know, like, you don't need a pickup oh, line. I, your pickup line is, hey, I'm handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. I actually had to try pretty hard to get my wife's attention. This is a funny little thing about, about her. Well, she was at a show and I tried really hard to get her attention because she was in the crowd and then she was about to leave and I had to get somebody to go, go get her and stop her from leaving. <laughs> so that's a whole other thing altogether. That so, is an yeah, amazing you know. little story. Though. I'm going to go to more concerts. <laughs> she was so, she was so, un- I mean, the short of it is she was so unimpressed by me. But I had to like work really hard to get her attention. <laughs> well, I hope you're still working really hard to get her attention. Oh, you know, oh, absolutely. Too too much. Too much. You know she's, what they say <laughs> early on, treat a mean, keep him keen. She had it in the bag. Oh, yeah. I know. It's the worst. Why are you girls so mean? <laughs> so you, Us uh, boys, we just want your attention. It's so mean. I've gone through phases. I've tried it all. Tried to keep mean, tried, thrown myself at them. I've done it all. So I, I actually <laughs> sat outside think, their house. I think. I think the best strategy is is genuine uh, is 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 genuinely good kind of honest communication. 
you know, hey, this is what I need from you. This is, you know, this is what you need from me. You know, finding a way to kind of take the, and, and oh man, and just don't go on to the, when the emotions run high, just hit timeout. <laughs> hit no, timeout I, and be like, we need to talk about this tomorrow because we're both going to say things we don't mean and it's going to feel really good and it's going to feel really bad tomorrow. <laughs> Isaac, my 11-year-old girl is screaming. My internal 11-year-old is screaming right now. This has been just a dream come true. I cannot believe you pulled this off, Brittany Hockley. Thank you for getting on board with this and making me make Laura Burns Day. But when are we going to see you, not just us, Australia, when can we see yeah. you guys in Australia in concert? When are you coming? Well, we are going to be in Australia all uh, through the kind of early to mid portion of November. So we've got shows all over the country, both west to east coast. I think the total is something like eight shows right now. So we're pretty much in, in every major city in Australia. And, uh, and, and so we're excited to be coming back. It's going to be fantastic. Well, Isaac, I will get my posters and my Sharpie ready and I will see you there in November. <laughs> We're going to be front and center. Thank you so much for joining us. You've literally made this woman's life. Cheers. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Such a pleasure. Guys, I cannot believe that you pulled that off. <laughs> I am I am living my childhood fantasy right now. Yes. Got Do you know it. what is coming up next week? Mm-hmm. We have an awesome podcast for you guys. If you listen, jump on to Life Uncut Podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. It's coming out on Tuesday and it's all about cheating but not just from us we did our due diligence we have a psychotherapist on terry cole and she really knows her stuff i mean like we know our stuff too because we've both been cheated on but not because we have any of the professional advice for you <laughs> don't forget to tell your mom tell your dad tell your dog tell your friends and share the love because we, we love, love love see you next week bye you missed any of the live uncut radio show with brit hockley and laura Ben. hear it in the catch-up podcast on iHeartRadio.